Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Montana, welcome in. Nuana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for being with us. Hope you're having an outstanding day, outstanding week. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Appreciate Northwest Motorsport for all our support here for ESPN Radio and all of our stuff that we got going on. Big show today. It's a Wednesday, so that means it's a Wing It Wednesday. Stay tuned for that. We have Grizz hockey tickets as well as Desperado Wings for you. A dozen of them to be exact. And we're going to tell you a little bit more about our anniversary celebration coming up next month that the Despo is going to help us celebrate in the biggest of big ways. Ten wings every ten minutes every single Wednesday for the whole month of February. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up about 45 minutes. We'll also have a whole variety of guests today. 
Get things started off with Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, second day in a row. He and I are going to be recording on Tuesday mornings now, so you'll hear from Riley a couple times per week. Always fun catching up with Riley, getting his insight on Big Sky Conference sports, particularly football and men's basketball. He is the voice of the Grizz. And uh, we'll also hear from Danny Sprinkle here uh, off the top in segment number one. He is the Montana State head men's basketball coach. So get a little perspective on both the Grizz and the Bobcats here as we enter now another weekend of conference play upcoming. We're also going to hear from Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana reporter. She's over in Bozeman covering the Bobcats and a variety of other high school sports over there, doing a great job. She was on the call here on SWX Montana Television on uh, Monday for the Montana-Montana State rivalry game, women's game. So look forward to catching up with Alex. It's been a couple weeks. We haven't uh, talked to her, really caught up with her since the FCS National Championship game down in Frisco. She took the week off afterwards, so uh, been kind of hit and miss, but she'll be back on. Be happy to have her back on. And then hour number two, we'll, of course, have our Grizz Star of the Week like we do each Wednesday. But we also are going to have our ESPN Roundtable like we do each Wednesday. But this ESPN Roundtable, a cool one, a special one. Missoula's own. Missoula Big Sky graduate, Quinn Wolferman, an X Games gold medalist. Quinn's been on the show twice before when he was chasing his X Games dreams initially, and then last year when he got a bronze medal in the knuckle huck. But Quinn, he wins the gold medal in the knuckle huck. Very cool. So he'll join us for our ESPN roundtable, and we'll talk all about his life of skiing and uh, just how do you become a gold medalist, and what could that possibly feel like? Pretty darn cool for a Missoula guy to be on the biggest stage of freestyle skiing. Pretty awesome for him. It'll be interesting to see, too. He's only 24, and uh, knucklehuck is a relatively new sport. So does it become an Olympic sport? I'm not sure. There's been several X Games originating sports like that, or or events, I should say, within the X Games, that then have become become Olympic sports. So we'll see. Maybe the knucklehuck is in the mix for that. We'll see. You want to stream the show or listen to it anywhere on your mobile devices, your um, tablets, or your cell phone, or your computer, or whatever, go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. You can also stream us on YouTube as well each day. If you subscribe, you'll get the alert. It'll always remind you when Nuana is now is coming up. But you already know, 4 to 6 every weekday. And if you want to call us or text us to win wings or be a part of the conversation or anything in between, 406 888 1029. That's triple eight one oh two nine. All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Right now you can find amazing winter savings at Northwest Motorsport. You can visit nwmsrocks.com to check out the largest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, and off-road capable SUVs. Take back control of the road with a new rig from Northwest Motorsport. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, coming up here in just a minute. But first, I this is not a new rant of mine, but, but uh, one that got new life and new fuel and uh, to the flame, so to speak, this last couple days. I've told this story a couple times on this show, but I'll tell it again. Uh, one of the pivotal moments of my sports following and journalism life came when the book Game of Shadows came out. A couple of reporters from the San Francisco Chronicle wrote a full book all about the Balco scandal, Victor Conti, and his association with Barry Bonds and a variety of other baseball players. Uh, My mother grew up in the Bay Area. Uh, I've always been a San Francisco Giants, I wouldn't say fan, but follower for sure. And I was certainly a huge San Francisco Giants fan when I was of a certain age. When I was playing baseball 
Barry Bonds was my favorite athlete. He was my favorite athlete any sport, period. And you might say, oh, well, you know, Barry Bonds is, is kind of a, a surly guy, not that likable of a guy. I like that about him. I like the fact that he was this villain that didn't really care what people thought of him. But more than anything, to this day, if you ask me who's the best baseball player you've ever seen, it's a no-brainer. It's 100% Barry Bonds. And you can say, well, he juiced till, the, till his head was the size of a watermelon. And, you know, the, the book is just so damning because it just goes through the ins and outs of him just blatantly transforming his body with foreign substances and, and performance-enhancing drugs and all of that. But my argument was actually revitalized in Jeff Passan's column earlier this week. The reason we're talking about Barry Bonds is the Hall of Fame voting just came down the pipe. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens both not in the Hall of Fame again. Barry Bonds is now off the ballot. He's been up for 15 years, and he's not into the Hall of Fame. There's the the broad argument that almost everybody always uses, that the Hall of Fame is a museum chronicling the history of the game. I think that's a very valid one. It's not about uh, the, the nicest or most exemplary players. It's about the history of the game and the most dominant players. And even if you believe that Barry Bonds was a full-on cheater, it's still a part of baseball history. You can't take, I mean, you can try to put asterisks by every single record he ever wanted. He still hit those balls into McCovey Cove. It's just what it is. More than that, though, Jeff Passan reignited the argument I've always used. Because in that book, Game of Shadows, it talks about Barry Bonds and his feelings during the summer of 1998. And I know the summer of 1998 has gotten a little bit more, it's been sort of revitalized from a nostalgic point of view because of the, the documentary, uh, the, the 30 for 30 about Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire that came out uh, a couple years ago. And we talked about it on the show, and it was great nostalgia, whatever. Those guys also, by the way, cheated. But Barry Bonds ruminating and stewing during the 98 and 99 seasons. And he was so mad because um, he was so mad because of all the attention Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, players he felt were inferior talents to him, were getting because of their ability to hit home runs. And then he began using performance-enhancing drugs. And then famously in 2001, he hit 73 home runs, shattering the all-time record, and he went on this run. Okay, so let's say that Barry Bonds definitively started using steroids in 1999 as that book states and it's hard to believe it's not true because I mean he would have had a huge lawsuit if it was not true so I believe the fact that that he started using steroids at that moment well let's look at his career since then or before that I mean because since then okay sure he added several hundred home runs to his total but let's disqualify every single thing that happened to Barry Bonds and every single statistic that he compiled from 2000 through 2007 when he retired he still hit over 400 home runs. He still hit. He still stole over 400 bases. He's the only 400-400 guy ever. He still won multiple MVPs. He still hit 40 home runs. I'm looking at his, his baseball reference page right now. He still hit 40-plus home runs five times in his career before he ever started taking steroids. Just an array of 100 RBI seasons, an array of 120-plus walk seasons. The guy is absolutely one of the best baseball players ever. If you want to eliminate every single thing that you possibly can from his career, 
after he started taking steroids, that's fine. He's still first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm never going to get over it. Barry Bonds is the best baseball player I've ever seen in my life. He should absolutely be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I think it's a complete and utter joke that he's not. And I think the fact that it's accentuated by not just his cheating per, his, his cheating allegations, but also by the fact that people didn't like him because he wasn't nice to them. I mean, David Ortiz just got elected on the first ballot in the Hall of Fame. Because he's nice? Barry Bonds is twice the player David Ortiz was, and Barry Bonds <laughs> had twice the career David Ortiz did. Oh, and by the way, David Ortiz also a cheater. So... I'm not here for it. I'm not listening to it. I don't want to hear about it. I had to get that off my chest because it just drove, it's just been driving me crazy. Like, the two best baseball players I've ever seen in my life are Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. Those guys should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, do you remember when Roger Clemens struck out 20 guys in a game before he ever took steroids? Yeah. No one else ever did that. He's one of the greatest pitchers ever. Pre-steroids. Might have elongated his career, whatever. The dude is a Hall of Famer as well. So, I just had to get it off my chest. It just drives me crazy. Let's talk some hoops. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Well, I think this has become my uh, new interview seat down here at the University of Montana, but I haven't actually done an interview surrounding a game down here in weeks. Crazy to think, but happy to have my guy, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, back in the saddle with us. We are broadcasting to you right now from Dahlberg Arena. Empty, eerie. I've been meeting down here once a week for our Grizz Star of the Week, which, by the way, this week will be Josh Bannon for the University of Montana men's basketball team. I'm always sitting right here courtside doing it, but haven't seen the men Grizz play in person in quite some time. It's been several weeks since they've had a home game, but before all that, Riley and I got a lot of stuff to get to. First and foremost, though, Riley, coming out of the weekend, all sorts of great NFL games. And the reason the NFL rules all is because not only do you have all these awesome games and results to talk about, NFC and AFC championship games coming up, but every other league in the world, if your two biggest stars get knocked out of the playoffs, that's a bad thing. It's a good thing for the NFL because now everybody wants to talk about Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. You're a Broncos guy. And uh, that's the one that you heard yesterday. So some of you that might have been new, and I'm sorry if you're very interested in it, you can find that interview from yesterday's show on the Nuanas Now podcast. Uh, but let's hear from Riley Corkin, Voice of the Grizz, about the upcoming games. Montana hosts Idaho on Thursday, and they host Eastern Washington on Saturday. Riley Corkin, Voice of the Grizz. Coming to you from Dahlberg Arena, recording this on a Tuesday, but you're listening to it on a Wednesday, really diving in all the way on Big Sky Conference Hoops, particularly when it comes to the Montana Grizzlies and the Montana State Bobcats. Stay tuned here in just a little while. We'll hear from MSU head coach Danny Sprinkle. His team won 9 out of 10. Pretty crazy. It's, I've covered the Bobcats for 10-plus years on the Hoops front and covered the Big Sky for 16 years. Cats never won 9 out of 10 during their time uh, on the hardwood. So Sprinkle doing a good job, but he also addressed that. I mean, they're off to a good start, but it doesn't matter unless you put it all together at the end. So that's coming up. But first, we go to the voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran. He's sitting here with me at Dahlberg Arena, coming off of a uh, long road trip. What time did you guys get home last night? You called the game in Bozeman for the uh, rivalry game between Montana Montana State. What time did you guys pull into town last night? You know, it was a smooth 2 a.m. I mean, normally, uh, I think we left just before 10 o'clock. So you know when it takes a little bit over four hours. Uh, the roads are brutal, and it was it was tough conditions. We knew it was going to be. They even had the, the road closed in certain areas when you get on and off but hey all part of the grind and uh welcome to, to my office also by the way i like doing this with you now we recorded a couple segments in the football season looking over washington grizzly stadium and now inside Dahlberg arena but uh certainly a frantic week i know personally for me eight of the final 12 at home for grizzly basketball i will like sleeping in my own bed for the most part the next six weeks well we talked on tuesday just about sort of the solidification of the rotation and also at least a step towards a solidification of an identity for this montana basketball team they Played well, earning a road sweep at NAU and Portland State. 
but mostly it was defensively. I mean, they gave up just 64 against Portland State and just 48 against NAU. Did they tweak anything, change anything, or was this just a matter of these guys sort of settling into what the the, the scheme and, and uh, the coaching staff demands of them? Honestly, I think it's the latter. I mean, they are absolutely sinking their teeth into their roles in the scouting report, and, and I think that's a sign of growth. It really is not to use the Travis to cure term growth because he loves that, but you're certainly seeing it. I think this younger core of the sophomores of Whitney Beasley and Bannon are starting to figure out what it means to play for the Grizz and the different styles. I think that's it's something that's not talked about enough. And it's a great podcast segment topic for us to go into one day is just how vast the Big Sky is, cool. the variety of styles. And I think this last weekend for the Grizz was a perfect microcosm of that. From Portland State down to NAU, wants to just score it and light it up and shoot as many threes as possible. The Grizz just took them completely out of what they wanted to do. And and to me, that was the the most impressive piece of all of it. Um, they're really locking into the game plan, as we talked about. I, I think a huge piece to this, they now know their roles. There is a core seven in place, and that's who Coach Takir is going to ride with the rest of the year. The Grizz back home for the first time in a long time. I can't even remember. What, what's the date like when the Grizz are back home? 26 days. Weber State was, believe it or not, the last home game. It, hard, hard to fathom four games in a row. The, the time traveling is crazy, man. Like, I've been sitting here thinking, like, why can't I get a beat on this Montana team? It's because I watch them on the stream all the time. I haven't been able to actually see them in person. I was very impressed the last time I saw them in person. I actually think that's the Grizz' best victory so far this season and definitely one of the best victories in the league so far this year when they beat Weber State 74 72 a long time ago but they're back home this weekend idaho in town on thursday eastern washington in town on saturday so first of all let's talk about the vandals idaho's on their first two-game winning streak against division one teams in several years the first under zach klaus since he took over as the head coach and uh I mean, let's be real. They had to have it. They lost to a winless, a team with no Division One wins in Idaho State a couple weeks ago. An Idaho State team that's scoring 54 points a game. They gave up 82. So they needed the rebound, but they've got the rebound now. So, I mean, the Vandals playing better this last week. What do you expect from them coming into Dahlberg Arena? What's the scout on Idaho for Thursday? Honestly, I mean, they, they have put in new pieces with Mikey Dixon, and they kind of have a core three now where it seemed like to me they were – trying to throw something that would stick the last couple years, right? Any five combination on the floor, let's just see if it works. Now, they're more defined. They have a a core three that they kind of ride on, and Dixon gets to the free throw line with such great regularity that that becomes a weapon for them. But now now Idaho's a team you can't really overlook, that you knew that maybe if you didn't have your best effort, you could still probably get by them. I don't think that's the case anymore, and I think that Montana is going to have to make sure they don't have that trap game. Very easy to relax a little bit. Oh, we got home. That means an automatic win. Not the case with Idaho. I, I really don't think so. Um, the Vandals, and it's interesting because you mentioned that Idaho State loss, and, and that was a really bad loss, obviously. But for Idaho, you look at their conference slate. Two and seven is their record, but only two of those losses came by more than 10 points. So they're at least being competitive. I mean, Southern Utah, they played close. Cats got them pretty good, but they're a team you can't overlook at this point. And for Montana, one of just two teams they haven't seen, and even more so in this league. And it's going to be fun for us. I have a theory on with how the league is so top-heavy, and then there's a bottom half type deal it's going to make the competitiveness for these fine this final run for those top five teams crazy because nobody can take a night off if you want to stay in this conference race five teams within one game for the top spot it'll be fun to watch but idaho certainly a team you can't overlook Riley Corker, voice of the Grizz, joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Coaching trees and styles are so interesting, too. 
And in the big sky, there's a couple different deep-rooted coaching trees that have a lot of influence on a lot of different things. But people around Missoula of a certain age remember when Stu Morrill was roaming the sidelines back in the late 1980s, early 1990s, before then you know, sort of snapping the streak and taking the Grizz to the NCAA tournament and then moving on to Colorado State and Utah State. Some of his assistants, like Randy Ray and Don Verlin, they matriculated their way back into the Big Sky Conference. Don Verlin was at Idaho for quite some time, and then when he was dismissed, Zach Klaus from that same tree takes over. All that's to say that for a long time, Idaho and Montana looked very similar because they sort of came from the same background, the same style. They ran similar things both on offense and defense. Do we still see that? I mean, is there sort of some similarities in what Idaho does? And if so, is that an advantage or a disadvantage for the Grizz Thursday night? I absolutely see the similarities. I just yeah. saw the drop in talent, right? You're right. talking, you're throwing right. Vic Sanders out there and B.J. Blake, totally. a little bit different than what we've seen the last couple of seasons. And it is a mini-rebuild, I think, and Claus, obviously, this last weekend, they have some momentum. What, to me, is so fascinating, because you're right, a couple years ago, it was insane to watch the game because it was a set every play because these right. were the two teams that had the most sets in the league. Yep. And I, I still would think that is the case. I see similarities with Idaho, um, but for Zach Claus, having to adjust on the fly and being patient too because this is a time – it's interesting with the Vandals. And we can dive into this too is – how much is their urgency? They have this beautiful new arena. They're trying to build momentum again because they're a team that I remember just being at the top of the big sky. Totally. They have, haven't been anywhere close the last couple of seasons. So I do see a lot of similarities still, and I think Idaho and out, they do have the talent in place, and they have a younger core to where hopefully I think it's good for the league. You probably agree with me on this too. It, it's good for the league when, when the Vandals are competitive and playing for conference crowns. Oh, for sure. State schools, land-grant schools, and, and natural rivals for the, the, uh, the other flagship programs in the league, it's absolutely good the Vandals are better, and they should be a lot better than they have been the last couple of years. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And really, the one that probably the biggest thorn in the side of the Montana Grizzlies last couple of years has been Eastern Washington. And uh, Cam Parker, Josh Bannon, they both talked on this show about the last time they played Eastern. Can't lose more than four in a row. We got to go get those guys. We, you know, we want them. Got to have them. And uh, they took care of business. We're talking about this low-scoring Grizz team. They scored 90-plus when they were in Cheney. Well, now Eastern's on their way back to Missoula and a completely new-look Eastern team. Uh, the the King Court Jester, Shante Leggins, as I always call him on Skyline Sports. He's no longer in the league. The head coach moved on to Portland. And his whole team out as well, pretty much. The top eight guys in their rotation decided to enter the transfer portal. Tanner Groves sitting there at Oklahoma now. And uh, the former Big Sky Conference MVP, he's doing more than holding his own. He's averaging 14 points per game in Big 12 play. Pretty impressive by him. But that's all for naught for this Eastern team. They have a brand-new look. They have a brand-new coach in David Riley. They have a whole bunch of guys on the roster that I had never heard of until the last couple weeks. They got one guy who was a returner in Steel Ventures, but he was like the ninth guy last year. Now he's averaging 18 points per game. But that said, all the faces are different. The style still looks the same. They play the wide-open spread ISO offensively, and they're a lot better on defense than people give them credit for as well. What's the scout on Eastern? That's going to be a big game here in Missoula on Saturday. Great scope of Eastern, and this is actually the first team the Grizzlies will see for the second time. So it'll be interesting to see just the adjustments. I always love the chess game between coaches back and forth. You're right on the style. Linton McLeish is their guy in the middle. It's amazing. This is a crazy stat that doesn't get talked about enough, that they have four of the last five Big Sky MVPs. Right. And that's a byproduct of their style, with how they play their man in the middle, with Peatling and Groves and everyone in between. So I think David Riley deserves a lot of kudos for making sure that this thing didn't dive into the ground, and not to, to brag on Idaho a little bit, but that's exactly what happened with the Vandals, right? Totally. When Don Verlin left, they kind of sky, skydived down to the bottom. That hasn't been the case with Eastern. They've held their own. I'm really interested to see this four-game stretch with the makeup of games. Obviously, this wasn't what the schedule came out as, but Eastern is going to go through a stretch starting on Thursday at Montana State, at Montana, 
at Weber State, at Southern Utah. Four games in a row at obviously, I would say, the top four teams in the league. So we'll see how they come out of this stretch. I think they're firmly a team that's in the middle of this league um, that's probably in that 6-7 spot that you can't overlook. But when it goes to the rivalry and talking about that aspect of it, that to me was very fascinating to see with my own eyes. As someone that's experienced what Eastern and Montana have meant the last couple of years, it wasn't there. I mean, as far as that's sure. the one thing that I think that Eastern is probably going to have to learn a little bit is they those guys are being thrown in the fire for the first time. What the Montana-Eastern rivalry came to the last couple of years with Shantae Leggins being the grand maestro and, and this hatred and the, the theatrics that went on, <laughs> none of it was really there because, quite honestly, Eastern players don't really know totally. kind of what this means. And that was maybe the greatest X factor of why Eastern dominated the Grizzlies in all three meetings last year. Those guys had years of hatred built up, and it was a young roster for the Grizz that also didn't know it. Now totally. I'm kind of seeing it from from full circle so it's fun to see it from that aspect and i think that's the one thing that eastern might have to learn kind of what the grizzlies had to do last year of course the grizz riley corker you can find his calls for both thursday's game against idaho in missoula as well as saturday's game against eastern washington on the grizzly radio network you can also check him out on twitter as well as follow the inside the den podcast thanks for being here man awesome. true pleasure absolutely great doing it there you go, Ryan Corkin, voice of the Grizz. You want to go to that Eastern Washington game on Saturday? Should be a fun one. I think the Eastern guys will have a little bit more zip after they got pounded in Cheney 91-78 earlier this season. Uh, but David Riley has done a good job. It'll be a fun one. It's dichotomy of styles, very contrasting styles when Eastern Washington and Montana take the court. You want to go? We got four-pack of tickets for you. Call right now. Call number 2-406-888-1029. That's 888 888- 1029. We got a four pack of tickets to Saturday night's game between the University of Montana and Eastern Washington. Big Sky Conference clash. The Eagles, the defending champions of the Big Sky Conference, coming to Missoula. Call us right now for your shot at Grizz tickets. We got four of them 406 888 1029. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Let's dive into the Montana State Minute. We do this a couple times a week. We're going to have basically. Two different Montana State Minute segments right now. First, we'll hear from Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head coach. Then we'll take a break, and then we'll have Alex Eshelman from SWX Montana on the show. The Montana State Minute is presented in part by J&V Restaurant Supply. J&V Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle or a scotty, you can score big with J&V. Everything you need for that big family party or any of your tailgating needs or any sort of gathering or any sort of restaurant supplies, JV's got you covered. JVRestaurant.com. You can find all of them, all of their great inventory there. Also, they have locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. JV, or restaurant specialist, visit JVRestaurant.com. Well, happy now for the Montana State Minute for the week. Getting down to the last week of January, pretty crazy, almost into February, and it uh, seems like we've still been trying to get into a flow of hoops with all these games and cancellations, but last week, a full slate of games on both the men's and women's side in the Big Sky Conference for the Montana schools, and all four of the D1 schools from the Treasure State went out and got sweeps. The women swept on uh, their home courts, and the men swept on the road, including the man who joins us next, Dave Sprinkle, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats, his team, 2-0 over the weekend, one 
at Northern Arizona and one at Portland State. And now they have a uh, Eastern Washington squad coming to town on Thursday to take on the Bobcats at Brick Breed and Fieldhouse. But first, Coach, before we get to that, your counterpart, the MSU women, they not only had two wins last week, they had four wins last week, all on their home court. I thought it was a huge turning point for Trisha Binford's squad, and that was capped by a great rivalry win last night, 73-59. So the Bobcats right now in the rivalry, 2-0. Your team won 66-59 back on January 9th, and then Coach Bifford's squad gets the win last night, their fourth win in seven days. Very impressive by them. And I know that you were busy getting ready for the week ahead, but uh, what did you think of the game last night? And uh, must give you some pride as a Montana State alum and uh, a, a coach at MSU that uh, you guys have the upper hand in the rivalry, at least at this point in the season. No question. I mean, the girls played terrific. I mean, Taylor Jansen was just knocking down threes. Darian White doing what she's doing. Yeah, you know, I mean, they just the whole team played terrific. You know, anytime you can beat your rival, but not just a rival, but a really good team, it's always great. And like you mentioned, you know, anytime you can win four game, four Division One games, especially conference games, in one week, that's that, that's a pretty dang good seven days. Well, I know that uh, the first time we were in Boise, your first year as the head coach at Montana State, you and I were uh, just standing on the court side for a moment, just saying hello, whatever, and uh, you were preparing to play Portland State, and they had uh, that was when they were just pushing the ball over the place, and, and Holland Woods was getting up and down, and they are pressing all over the place, and Darian <laughs> yeah. White walked by, and he said, hey, Darian, I think you should come play for us today because uh, I think you could break that Portland State press. Kind of a joke, but kind of not. She's a pretty sweet player, man. I think that uh, she'd be an asset for almost any basketball team, especially the way she plays defense on the ball. Oh, no question. I mean, she's she she's so fun to watch just because her, her energy is contagious. Like, when you're watching them play, like, it's hard to take your eyes off her because she's always moving around and she's always involved in the play, and getting steals or coming on ball. Like, you know, it, it seems like she's a magnet to the ball, and she's a, she's a terrific player. No doubt about it. Well, your squad, two big wins on the road, and it's always – a good thing if you are coming off a road sweep because it is so hard to win on the road in the Big Sky Conference, no matter who you're playing. You guys took care of business in Flagstaff on Thursday night and then in Portland on Saturday night. Let's start with the game in Flagstaff, Coach. You guys had a huge lead, and then that lead dwindled away, but then you closed the game out. So sort of a dichotomy there, right? Happy to have the big lead, probably dissatisfied to have it slip away, but then probably happy to close it out. So take us through the end of the game. How are you guys able to get the win over Northern Arizona in Flag on Thursday night? Yeah, I mean, you know, thank God we did have that big lead. You know, and it really was came down to the last, like, three minutes, three and a half, four minutes. And, you know, give them credit. They hit some crazy threes. You know, and, and we fouled the three-point shooter twice, which is, you know, a discipline issue. We got to clean up. One of them, to be honest, I didn't think it was a foul, but it is what it is. And then also there was a big play at the end of the game where, you know, the referees, they just didn't have an angle on the play, on the review that we did. Um, they knocked the ball out of bounds. We were up six, and it should have been a foul where we're shooting free throws. Instead, they give them the ball. They hit a three to cut it to three. And so the game could have went, you know, the game should have been over, to be honest, a, a lot earlier than it was. Um, but, you know, give NAU credit. You know, they, they made some crazy shots. And, uh, you know, but I thought, our guys, especially Xavier Bishop down there at the end, uh, you know, he controlled not just that game but the entire weekend for us. Uh, he did a tremendous job and uh, had everybody step up. You know, Raekwon Battle, Nick Gazalis, Tyler Patterson. You know, we had guys step up with, you know, Amandamu and Borhar Fernandez not being in the lineup. Montana State Minute, presented by J&V Restaurant <laughs> Supply. Danny Sprinkle joining us, Montana State head men's basketball coach here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. 
And, Coach, when you're on the road and Portland State is involved, it's always an interesting turnaround, especially when Portland State is your second game because it makes the scout a little short. They are a little bit atypical in the way that they play, how they crash the offensive glass, as well as the pressure they put on you, the way that they want to get up and down. But you guys, as you said on the post-game radio show with Zach Mackey, I listened in, you guys kind of flipped the script on them. And you guys were the ones that dominated the offensive glass and you really controlled the game, held Portland State to 60 points and come away from Portland with a 73-60 to 60 win. What would you like about your squad? How are you guys able to sort of um, best Portland State at what they do best? Yeah, and we didn't necessarily do it on purpose. Like, we didn't talk about going to the offensive glass or anything like that. You know, a lot of it just happened uh, where our guys made some extra effort plays. And, you know, and there was some long rebounds that came to our guys, you know, which we were fortunate in that in that sense. But, you know, on the other end of the floor, you know, we, we did focus on them going to the offensive glass. And I believe they only had six of them. Uh, you know, where I think they were averaging almost 13 offensive rebounds a game. And there was a lot of misses. You know, I think they were 18 of 51 from the floor. So our guys did a really good job being cognizant of, of hitting their guy and going and getting the rebound. Um, but, you know, but you mentioned they, uh, you know, they, they play a, you know, a really aggressive style. They switch one through five. It, it, it can be hard to run offense at times. And you have to have guys that can break down the defense and make plays. And Xavier Bishop was tremendous, um, as I mentioned earlier. And he got a lot of guys shots. And Raekwon Battle, you know, kind of going back home, you know, he's from Seattle, but he had a lot of family there. You know, he really sparked us energy-wise in the first, you know, five minutes of the game when we came out a little flat. And he came in with some unbelievable energy, and, you know, he had a terrific game, which really, uh, you know, propelled our guys. I want to ask you about Raekwon Battle, because it seems like he he has bought into his role and is really making an impact as a guy that can come off the bench and, and play a, a variety of different positions, a former Washington transfer. So what have you thought of his addition to the lineup and, and his ability to fill a sort of a unique role on your team? He's been terrific for us, you know, really. He, he's coming along. You know, he'd never really played man-to-man defense, you know, before. Obviously, at Washington, they're all zoned. Even in high school, they're zoned. And so, you know, he's learning everything from a defensive standpoint for the first time. You know, he's a, he's a blank canvas, you know, and it's he, he's really had to work at it. Uh, but with his athleticism, you know, he could be a terrific defender. And he has gotten better, you know, every couple of weeks. You know, we're seeing a lot of progress with him. Uh, offensively, he's he's so dang talented, you know, and he's so athletic that, you know, he can bring another dimension to us. And, you know, I, I expect him to have, you know, a huge, you know, last six, seven weeks of the season. Montana State head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle joining us here on the Montana State Minute. It's presented in part by Jake Dubeck. If you have any real estate needs in the Helena area, Jake's your guy. He knows the area better than anybody in the state of Montana. Give him a call today for any of your residential real estate needs. Coach, let's talk about this weekend. Eastern Washington coming to town first uh, in Bozeman on Thursday. A new-look Eagles squad. They lost so much from a year ago. Uh, but David Riley in his first year as the head coach got Eastern competitive. Do they look similar or different to, to what they looked like these last couple of years under Shante Leggins? And what's the general scout on Eastern Washington? Uh, they look very similar, just different bodies in the jerseys. You know, they, uh, they're they running pretty much the, the same exact stuff offensively. They're really talented offensively. They can score it. They brought they did an unbelievable job bringing in some some really good transfers uh, that are all league-type players. You know, the Linton Ecclesia, you know, the Division II transfer from, I believe, San Francisco State. You know, I mean, he's one of the best foremen in the league, and uh, and he, he's proved that, you know, in the first 20 games of the season. You know, Ryland Bergeson was an all-conference player at at uh, Central Arkansas. You know, we recruited him really hard. I know how good he is. You know, Steel Venters, 
you know, who didn't really play much on last year's team. I mean, he's what, third or fourth in the league in scoring right now. And so they got some guys that can really score to basketball. You know, they, they, they always defended a really good level. I think that was even one thing under Shantae that they didn't get enough credit for is, you know, they, they would guard you. You know, everybody knew how good offensively they were, but, you know, I thought they were very undervalued uh, defensively because they, they do a really good job on that end of the floor. I know that uh, in the league, everybody has so much respect for everybody else because it is a tough league and you guys all know each other so well. But uh, broadly, I think from the outside looking in, people are a little bit surprised that Eastern's sitting there at, at five and three in league. So, I mean, what have you thought of the job David Riley's done in his first year as the head coach there at Eastern? I mean, tremendous, you know, and not only now the one thing like they got really good players. Um, even though they lost some really good players, totally, you know, they brought in they brought in some really, really good players. You know, and then they have a couple holdovers that just that know how to win, know how to play. They know the league, you know, from Magnuson to Steel Venter. Like, they got some really good players. Um, but, you know, Coach Riley's done a tremendous job. It's hard to get a new team to play together like he has. You know, so you got to give him a lot of credit, you know, getting a lot of those transfers to come and, and mesh and play unselfish and, you know, defend as one. You know, they, they, he's done a tremendous job, him and his staff. Dave Spurrell joining us, the Montana State Minute, presented by J&V Restaurant Supply, as well as Jake Dubeck, your Montana realtor. And, Coach, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, first of all, the Montana State social media team and, and all the people that put together all your graphics, they're, all, they're so good, and, and they'd, be, they'd be getting national recognition just in terms of the impressions and, and the views and all that stuff, and well-deserved. I know uh, football has such a great department, but you guys have a great department as well. And, and this, that's all to say, though, there, there was a graphic talking about some of the platitudes, some of the accomplishments of this MSU team now uh, sitting there having won nine out of your last ten, sitting there at, at 14-5, and five, off to a 6-2 and two start in league play. And, and I saw you repost that saying, hey, I'm proud of these guys for what they've done so far, but we also haven't done anything yet. We still have a lot to go to achieve our goals. So how do you balance that stuff as a head coach? Because on one hand, you guys are off to a great start, one of your best starts of the 21st century. You know, I mean, I've been covering Bobcat basketball for 15 years. I can't remember MSU winning nine out of ten anytime during that stretch. But on the other side, I know you're hungry to continue to chase way loftier goals than that. So how do you balance those things and uh, you know maybe praise your guys for what they've accomplished thus far but not let that get in the way of what you want to accomplish down the road well yeah you know and that and that's part of taking the next step as a program you know is not you can't get comfortable with what you've done because nobody nobody cares like just because you beat portland state and nau on the road if we come home this week and lose to eastern and idaho that's all for not so it doesn't really matter you know, the the goal is to continue getting better this week than we were last week. Let's clean up some of the mistakes we had at the end of the game against NAU. Let's clean up some of the turnovers that we had that we forced okay, against Portland State. Clean up some of the late game situation things that we've had in the past, whether it was Weber State. You know, we we have a lot of room to improve, which excites me about this team because I, I don't I don't think we're even close to our ceiling yet. Now it's our job as coaches to get us there in the next next six seven weeks. And I understand, too, the schedule is going to be brutal here the next six, seven weeks. You know, I mean, there's going to be games where we're playing four games in seven days or four games in six days, and we're going to be on the road. And so we, we, have, to, we have to be mature, and we have to have a mindset that we got to continue to get better. Dave Sprinkle, he joins us each week here on Nuanas Now. Coach, appreciate the time. Best of luck with the homestand against Eastern Washington and Idaho this week, and we'll catch up with you next week. But thanks for taking some time with us today. You got it, brother. Go catch, man. Thanks. Dave Sprinkle, Montana State Minute, more of the Montana State Minute, including some elongated and, and well-overdue reactions from the FCS National Championship game in Frisco. Alex Eshelman was there. She was also on the sideline for the Montana State-Montana women's basketball game on Monday. She will join us next as the Montana State Minute continues here on Nuanas Now.
What up, Montana? Welcome back. Wednesday is going well for me. Hope it's going great for you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Wednesday. Uh, about 15 minutes away for your opportunity to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. And we're going to give you more details on our Wing It Wednesdays for the month of February as we celebrate our 10th anniversary. I give you a hint. 10 wings every 10 minutes, every single Wednesday show. So stay tuned for that. Our Montessi Minute continues. Heard from Danny Sprinkle in segment number one. Now we're going to hear from Alex Eshelman from SWX Montana Television momentarily. The Montessi Minute is presented by Jake Dubeck, your Montana realtor. Jake Dubeck knows people, and because of his gift of getting to know anyone he crosses paths with, Dubeck understands what makes Montana so great. The Montanans, whether you're looking to buy or sell in the world of real estate in the Helena area, Jake Dubeck should be your first call. Give Jake a call today at 406-465-5506. Jake Dubeck, your go-to realtor in the capital city and proud supporter of the Montana State Minute. We go down to the Rangers Brothers RV full night. Welcome in. Good friend of this show. We haven't talked to her in a couple weeks, but great to have her back. Alex Elsherman from SWX Montana Television. Alex, thanks so much for joining us. How you been? What's going on? Coulter, so happy to be back on the show. It's been a few weeks. I'm doing well. How are you? Very well. I haven't even got a chance to catch up with you hardly at all because it was sort of a whirlwind end of the year into the new year, and then all of a sudden we were covering one of the wildest playoff runs I've ever seen as Montana State surged all the way into the national championship game. And uh, the Bobcats fell 38-10 to 10 to North Dakota State in Fresco, Texas, but a uh, heck of a run by Montana State. So just your impressions of the entire experience, because this was your first season, covering Bobcat football and being on the sidelines for most of the games and broadcasting and all that. What did you think of the run, especially the, you know, the, the wonderful moment in South Dakota State and then all the way through in the national championship game in Frisco? Gosh, Coulter, that's a good question. And first of all, I feel blessed uh, when you said that was this has been my first season. I feel so incredibly lucky. And I had multiple people say to me, I cannot believe this is your first season of covering these guys. Like, come on. <laughs> and um, it was so wonderful. Frisco was such an incredible experience. And my favorite part was seeing the amount of Bobcat fans that made it to Texas overcoming all of the bad weather conditions, the flight delays, the cancellations coming from all over the country. There were so many Bobcat fans. And then on top of that, being able to go to the final practice and see literally hundreds of former Bobcat football players all gathered together from different age groups, teams, all the way back to the 1960s. And, And even before that, there were so many different alum there all together that was really really special so even though they lost and it's not the way they wanted it to end the entire run was really something that i don't think um will ever be forgotten and it it was definitely i think to say the least special for everybody no question about it i know that now because it was a special team with some very special athletes, there's quite a few of these guys that have lives in football coming up. I know Chase Benson's headed to Arkansas mm-hmm. State as an assistant strength coach. And then, of course, guys like Daniel Hardy and Lewis Kidd and Troy Anderson currently playing in, in all-star games. Last McCutcheon's also at an all-star game right now as well. So guys with, with prospects uh, beyond their college careers, even though those are now over. 
But this group, more than their athleticism and and uh, just how many individually special athletes they had, they were a pretty incredible group of guys to cover. I think there's a lot that goes into it because you talk about, I mean, the elevated maturity because they are a little bit older, but also just all the things they endured right. both personally and together. But from your perspective, I mean, some of these guys are, are unforgettable. I'm out this team for 11 years now, and it's one of my favorite groups of guys I've ever been around. What will you remember most, though, about th- this group of Bobcat football players? Oh, gosh, Coulter, that's a really good question. Um, Well, this group is really special to me because, like you said, this is my first year of covering Montana State football. And I think the biggest thing that stood out was how respectful they were um, to me, to the media, to really everybody, and how appreciative they were of the fans, of all of the support and the humility that this group had. They, I mean, the amount of adversity that they faced, especially in 2020 and then leading into 2021, and the poise that they had through all of it, I think is admirable to say the least. And we've talked about this multiple times, the amount of adversity that this senior class has faced off the field and how they hold themselves and represent not only themselves, but also the university is really incredible and something that I will always remember. Well, is now ESPN radio as well as SWX Montana television. We're being joined right now by on the Rangish brothers RV phone line by Alex Esserman of SWX. She's a reporter there in Bozeman covered Montana state and Southwestern Montana sports. Alex let's talk some hoops. I know first and foremost, you were on the call here on SWX on Monday for the rivalry game between Montana State and Montana. What did you think of that? I know that the atmosphere wasn't necessarily, I mean, it was a good atmosphere, not as many fans as you'd expect for on a Saturday. It was kind of unfortunate it got moved to a Monday, but they certainly played off the crowd, the Bobcats did. And uh, in the third quarter, they really pulled away uh, from Montana and uh, then cruised to a 73-59 victory. What did you think of just the, the atmosphere as well as just the way the game played out on Monday? Atmosphere was electric, especially to start the game. Um, you know, it was a whiteout for Montana State. So everybody had their white T-shirts on, beanies, ball caps, and they were cheering loud. I will also say hats off to the Lady Grizz fan base. There was a big group of Lady Grizz fans there, and they are passionate. Let me tell you, it was it was so exciting, um, and I know you know the the passion behind that Lady Grizz program. It was definitely evident, and it was fun. I mean, it was loud, it was rowdy, and especially in that first half, like you touched on, it was back and forth, um, and just ever all the storylines from from the coaching staff uh, on both sides to the players. It was just a really really exciting one, and obviously Montana State broke away, but. Um, in that second half, but Lady Grizz, they're doing something special there. Coach Holsinger, fabulous coach, awesome, really excited to see what he does there. Alex Eshelman here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. And it's true, I thought last week was a huge week for Montana State's women because they did have four games in seven days and they were able to win all four. And I thought it was a big turning point for them Mm -hmm. in their season. I think they do have some momentum now as we enter uh, the heart of Big Sky Conference play with February on the horizon. I'll talk briefly about the Montana State men. We just heard from Danny Sprinkle and uh, his team has won nine out of ten. Yeah, he's not resting on any laurels. He keeps saying, hey, we're nowhere close. 
we got to get better. And I, I love that he's so hard on his guys. Uh, but this Bobcat team has been uh, very good so far. So what have you thought of just the men Bobcats thus far in the season? I think you said it perfectly. As good as they are, unsatisfied. I think that they came into this season with a chip on their shoulder, knowing that they want to make it back to the Big Sky Championship and have a different outcome that they had in last season's uh, performance against Eastern. So I think that's the expectation that Coach Sprink has for the program, and I think that that kind of trickles into the rest of the team. Between Xavier Bishop, Jabril Bello, I mean, Amin, Abdul, and even just seeing everybody else step up too. Uh, Great and and Nick Zalis, they are doing fabulous, and it's been fun to watch kind of the depth of that entire team just continue to improve. And I I would just say unsatisfied, Coulter. They're definitely unsatisfied. They want to win the whole thing this year. Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana Television, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Alex, great hearing from you. I'm glad you're doing well. And uh, look forward to talking to you next week. In the meantime, have yourself a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Same to you, Coulter. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to be on your show. ESPN Radio. You want some wings? We got some. How about some Grizz hockey tickets? We got those, too. Plus, last Saturday down the Grocery Ice Wing, this thing was off the chain. Andrew Houghton was there. He'll tell you more about that as well. Wing It Wednesday, presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Coming up next, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Never a bad day when you're listening to some Led Zeppelin on a Wednesday. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. Maybe you're streaming, YouTube, whatever. Appreciate you being here. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You can check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting Northwest Motorsport online, NW msrocks.com they are in the midst of their anniversary although their anniversary sale does end at the end of this week but we here at ESPN Missoula have an anniversary starting next week February of 2022 is our 10th anniversary here at ESPN Missoula I've been along for the ride for a little less than half of that but a great many people that are still well connected to us here at Missoula Broadcasting Company including uh, our great owner and leader as well as uh, Tucker Sargent, a former co-host of this show. Ryan Tutel, former co-host of this show. Dave Cowan, former GM of Missoula Broadcasting Company. They are all still connected to us, and uh, they'll all be joining us to tell some origin stories of ESPN Missoula next month, so that'll be fun. We also, though, are going to have 10 wings every 10 minutes throughout each Wednesday's show here on Nuanas now by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. So it is a wing Wednesday today. We have Grizz hockey tickets for you as well as Desperado wings. Call us right now, 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. We got Grizz hockey tickets as well as 
Wings of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Call number three. We got you. 406-888-1029. Call us right now for your chance to win some Wing It Wednesday. We got a dozen today, but we're going to have 10 wings every 10 minutes throughout each Wednesday show next month. So that means we're going to give away 200 wings per week, 800 wings per month, or for that month, excuse me. So every 10 minutes, 10 after the hour, 20 after the hour, 30 after the hour, 40 after the hour, 50 after the hour, we will have... 10 wings for you to the Desperado Sports Saturn and Grill. So very cool. Appreciate Brian and the folks down there at the Despo for hooking that up. And uh, pretty crazy. We made this thing roll and last for for 10 years. Very fun. Uh, Very cool. It's been fun watching the rise of Grizz hockey as well. University of Montana. uh, The return of Grizz hockey has been uh, well-received as an understatement. It's been completely pandemonium down there. I mean, it's been like one of the hottest tickets in town. They're like selling out every game, particularly when Montana State's in town, and that was the case uh, over the weekend. MSU was here, and the Grizz beat the Bobcats once again. Uh, 4-3 to three was the final, maybe 4-2. to two. Either way, 4-2, uh, to two, final score there. But Montana, they've been a little bit up and down this year overall in their record, but when at home and against the rival, they've been incredibly good. And uh, our guy, Andrew Houghton, our producer here at ESPN Missoula, he was there on Saturday night. I know you've been to a Grizz hockey game before, but uh, this one was a little bit even over the top, right, Andrew? I mean, this was, uh, as the kids like to say, lit. Yeah, Coulter, full on Madhouse (laughs) at the Glacier Ice Rink on on Saturday. It was, you know, it was something that I was kind of expecting, but maybe not to that extent because it is getting to the end of the season. Of course, Montana State, they're doing the throwback uniforms. Yep. But, man, I uh, I did not get to the game. Like, I got there about five minutes before the puck dropped. Sure. Had to park about three blocks away, right. walking in, seeing the people streaming in. As I'm walking in, I, of course, have got the pass because I work for the Missoula Broadcasting Company, right. so that's a sweet deal. But, uh, you know, the line of people, about 20, 25 deep at the gate, still waiting to get in. I get in, and, and people are lined up five deep around the rink. Upstairs, I mean, I I couldn't see anything, and I'm pretty tall. Right, I was stretching myself to see over and, and get a glimpse of the action on the ice, and it's just an incredible atmosphere because all those people it just adds to the energy in the arena, and um, you know, it must be pretty sweet to play in front of. I don't want to take veiled shots at anybody, but I do hope, and to be completely transparent here, the Grizz hockey team is is a in its essence, an independently run sport outside of University of Montana Athletic Department. All the players are University of Montana students, but it's not attached to Grizz Athletics. But I hope, or I I at least wish that Montana's paying attention to this for no other reason than it's a great display of if you have a pointed and concerted marketing effort, you can absolutely galvanize a community and a student body. The Grizz, the Grizz hockey games I've been to, the student sections are way better than they are at basketball games, and that's crazy because there's been so much success in hoops here for both the Montana and uh, for both the men and women's squads at Montana. So, yeah, I hope that people are paying attention just a little bit because Tucker Sargent and his team they've done a heck of a job of marketing this thing, man. I mean, it's be it's not just because hockey's cool; like they're doing a great job of the event, like the the just the display of of just the fun night at the rink. 
well, culture is so difficult because it's not it's not the marketing. I mean, first off, it's identifying the opportunity there, right? Sure, yes. And then being able to market to people and then follow through on the the promise and the, the implicit promise of making it be a great fun time and putting a decent product out on the ice. And they followed through on everything, and it's just been so impressive as a proof of concept this first season, you know, just to just to show that it does work. And when you go to a Grizz hockey game, you're expecting to have a, gr- a good time. And every game I've been to, I've had a great time. And it seems like everybody else in there has also had a great time. And that's how you do it. Grizz hockey and the Desperado. Happy to have those two partnered up with us. And stay tuned. This is the last Grizz home weekend of the regular season for the Grizz hockey team. So maybe we'll give you a few more tickets later on in the week. But... Stay tuned next month because starting next Wednesday, we'll have 10 wings every 10 minutes presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill each Wednesday show. So Wing It Wednesday, a full blowout for our 10th anniversary, 10 wings every 10 minutes each Wednesday show for the entire month of February. Stay tuned for that. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. How about a gold medalist from Missoula? This is pretty cool. Quinn Wolferman won gold at the X Games in Aspen over the weekend. He'll join us next. Keep it right here at the ESPN Roundtable with gold medal winner Quinn Wolferman coming up next. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 